All right, welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month. This is Stuart Anderson. I'm joined with Lane Anderson from Prospecta Marketing today. Hello, Lane. Hi, how are you today? Good to Very be with good. you. <laughs> We're grateful to, to have you with us. Lane is a true expert uh, with all things internet-related, website-related, mobile search-related, and I've asked him, as you can see from our screen if you're watching, uh, we're going to be talking about changes that are happening in the market that are actually affecting uh, how people are searching, what people are watching and looking for when they find you online. And uh, Lane is at the forefront of all of these decisions as his company is watching the changes and keeping people up to date with all of the things that are happening, whether it's Google or video or how the search engines are responding to what's out there. And so he's, he's compiled a great list of things. And that's what we're going to do today in this Mentor of the Month is just go through um, a, a list of what he feels is most important for all Crown Council members to know. So I'm going to be quiet most of this call and Lane's going to take uh, the reins and just share everything that he has. So uh, Lane, thanks for being with us. We appreciate you and all you do for Crown Council members. Um, so I'm going to turn the time over to you. Thanks. Very good. Thanks, Stu. It's great to be with you today, and I hope that this will be helpful. Um, when we look at search marketing um, through Google, Yahoo, Bing, the search engines, um, when we talk to the doctors we work with and we work with um, it primarily just dentists uh, across the country um, and in Canada, we find that this is for most of them the most valuable source of new patients from external marketing other than uh, what they're doing to get patient referrals. This is often for them the most important source and so as um, this has continued to grow so search marketing that need to be managed, uh, search engine optimization, um, pay-per-click advertising, the local listings, um, video posting and optimization. Uh, there are other things as well, but those are some of the major ones. And what's been interesting in the last few years is that the complexity of every one of those has been continuing to increase. And so just staying on top of all of that complexity in all those different areas as it sits continuing to change, that change has been pretty fast paced. But as we look at that change, we see opportunity. If we can be aware of those changes and, and respond to them quickly and nimbly, um, it spells some opportunity um, that keeps us out on the front edge of what's happening online in search and giving us a better opportunity to reach um, those consumers. So whether you are doing your own search marketing or whether you're hiring an agency um, to help you, uh, we hope that these things will be helpful to you to understand those things that are changing. Some of these you may be aware of, some are fairly, you know, very, very recent, some are, are fairly recent. And uh, so I hope these will be helpful. We're gonna talk about the 10 most significant ones and how they're impacting that and what you can do uh, to respond to that and be out in the front. 
So with that, let's um, jump in. Let's do it. Uh, Very good. The first of, of those that we're going to talk about is the rise of mobile search. Um, we've seen a great increase in um, mobile search lately. And um, if you look at what's happened over the last four years, there's been pretty significant increase. We tracked all of the searches done by um, prospects for our dental practices over the last four and a half years. We began tracking that uh, on this particular tracking in the beginning of January of 2014. And you can see this orange line that represents the growth in mobile. This started at about 22% of searches back in early 2014. And I can tell you that most of those searches were probably your existing patients looking for the phone number or address so that they could get to the office. That has changed dramatically. And you can see over the last four and a half years through September, of 2018, that has grown to 55% of the searches across all our practices. And desktop has declined from about 67%, which was by far the majority, now down to about 40% of searches. And tablets are amounting to about, used to be 10% down to about 5%. You say, why is that happening? Well, there are a number of reasons. One of those is, um, that that the number of mobile phones that are being purchased has increased dramatically. Those screens are larger, resolutions better. At the same time, Google has been pushing website owners to make mobile a better experience. So they've been encouraging website owners to make their website show up better on a mobile phone and um, as a result when we go to search on a mobile phone it's much easier we get to have a better experience we can actually access information and as a result of that um, people are having a better search experience the good news is that when you look at the conversion rates off mobile compared to desktop they're actually about a third higher which means, and likewise, better than tablet. So this is working in our favor as more and more people go and do searches on mobile, more of them are inclined to contact the office and the conversion rates are better. So what can we do about that then? There are several things um, that can help us respond to that change better. The first is to make sure that our website is built in responsive design. And this has been the case for the last three years, certainly. Um, Google uh, basically made that a requirement uh, to avoid getting docked in the search, in, uh, search results. But it's important to make sure that you are using the same content that's available on desktop, is also presented on mobile phones, and that your mobile site isn't a dumbed down version of your existing website. Otherwise, there's a lot of content that consumers won't see. Most importantly, make sure that the tools that you're using on that website for them to contact you make it really easy. A simple thing you can do, for example, 
is to make sure you've got a clickable phone number. So when they are on their phone, they can click that number that's showing on your website and it'll automatically call. They don't have to re-enter that phone number in order to contact you. Also, um, we've just recently in the past year added a texting tool for our doctors so that people can text the office and respond to that on a desktop. And there are other um, companies that are um, working with, you know, patient um, reminder systems that have introduced a texting tool. And it's a great way for, to add convenience to that use of a mobile phone so that they can contact you really easily. Um, sometimes they may be in a circumstance where it's hard to call or maybe just for convenience being able to text you back and forth. So that's another way to make that contact easier in addition to being able to call you or to send you an email. Now, one thing other to consider is when you look at that screen now on a mobile phone um, and you do a search, probably the only thing you're gonna see initially are two pay-per-click ads. And so by the time you get down to the organic search results or, or the non-paid ads or non-paid listings that come from your search engine optimization, they're gonna have to go down a long, long way to get to that portion of the page, which is making those pay-per-click ads much, much more important. Um, there are usually one to four pay-per-click ads at the top of those search results. And being in that space is becoming increasingly important because otherwise they've got to scroll through those. They may have to scroll through three local listings um, with the map before they ever get to the organic search results. And so those ads can help get you in front of people um, more easily and more quickly. Uh, when they're searching on a phone. It's also changed some opportunity with the words that we use in those pay-per-click ads. Um, near me kinds of keywords have just exploded in the last year or two. And um, cosmetic dentist near me, um, we've even seen dental practices that have incorporated near me into their name. Uh, it's become so important. So um, it's important to consider now additional ways that people might be searching that they weren't doing before. Now when they're out on the run, they might just type in emergency dental office near me and Google will serve up search results that are near their location. Um, and having those keywords as part of your pay-per-click advertising um, in addition to the normal things that'll happen because of where you are, um, will help them find you better. Another change related to this is the mobile first index that Google has gone to. So when I talk about an index, I'm talking about kind of the collection of all of the search results. And over the last few years, Google has had a desktop index, or in other words, the search results for a desktop search. And they've had a separate set of search results that they developed for mobile searches. 
And uh, Google announced that this year they were going to change over to a mobile first index, meaning that whatever your search results are for mobile are going to be the search, same search results they'll see on desktop. In other words, there's going to be one set of search results skewed toward um, what they see on a mobile phone. So two important um, implications of this. One, uh, important to be sure that your mobile version of your website is well optimized and um, that it's easy to use, that it's easy to get around, um, and that it organically the search engine optimization has been done on that mobile version of the site. One of the things that Google also announced this year that in July, they were going to make load time on a mobile phone a factor in your search engine optimization. So it's important to pay attention to that. Um, some of the things that we're doing now to improve websites with more visual content, more video, are things that are slowing down that speed. At the same time, there are things that can be done to optimize those so that they'll load quickly. So it's important to pay attention and know what that load speed time is. Ideally, you'd like consumers to be able to interact with that in three seconds or less. Sometimes that's a real challenge to get to that um, fast a speed, but um, important opportunity to make sure that your website is loading quickly on a mobile phone. Lane, so, uh, so you're saying that if your website does not load, you actually could be bumped down in search results? That's right. They've made that a factor in the search engine uh, optimization rankings. Wow. And um, one thing I would say, they've, they've downplayed this a little and said, okay, you know, it's only if your site's really, really slow, are we gonna penalize you in, when they introduced this in January? Um, but most importantly, realize that that is now a factor and, and if you're um, not paying attention to how fast that website loads, that could be hurting you in the future. Wow. Um, a third area that has uh, continued to grow is the increase in voice search. And if you think about the tools that have been around for a little while, um, Siri, Cortana, other uh, tools that you can use from your cell phone to search by voice, add to that all the other tools that have been added um, that are deliberate voice search kinds of tools. Um, that has made it easier for us to just um, ask uh, without tying into uh, a cell phone or desktop or anything. And um, that's changing what and how people search. For example, um, you think about um, Echo or, or Alexa, if you're asking it something, you more often will ask a question versus saying certain keywords, right? where can I find a good cosmetic dentist? Or what's uh, the best solution for missing teeth? And so if you can um, think about how 
you're structuring the content site to respond to those longer queries, both in terms of content on your website, as well as um, things that you put into pay-per-click advertising. Uh, using longer search phrases, um, putting more content on our pages. And there's a, a shift that we are seeing from telling people about things to answering key questions. So think about that. It's growing rapidly. There are um, estimates that suggests that that is going to become a majority of the the way people search uh, within even two or three years so um, important to consider that putting content on your site as well as what you're optimizing for and what you're using in your pay-per-click ads um, this area in terms of Google in, and Google Ads uh, has changed dramatically in the last few months. Uh, Google changed the name from AdWords to Google Ads um, this year and they have added both extended ads as well as res responsive text, text ads. Um, and here are a couple of things you can um, Consider and, and if you've got someone who's doing this for you, um, maybe some opportunities there to to work with them to encourage them to to test some things in your behalf. But they've given characters to work with, so two headlines instead of thirty and, and thirty characters, now forty and forty characters, and um, text copy of up to ninety characters. And in addition to those base ads, Google introduced um, more extensions that we can that are ways of adding more information. Um, and we find sometimes we're, we can be successful in what would normally be maybe a three-line ad, extending that to as many as seven or even eight lines of copy. And you think about what we just talked about with a mobile phone. Um, if you've got eight lines of copy, you're going to pretty much dominate that screen. It may be uh, most of what consumers see on a mobile phone screen before they even get to the next ad. So those extensions are becoming a very important way of dominating that screen and making sure that um, you're prominent on that page. Google just uh, recently announced a test of what they call responsive ads. And these are ads where you provide them multiple headlines, multiple versions of the body copy, and they mix and match uh, to get you the optimal response um, online. So, um, that's another kind of new area that uh, will be an opportunity to test and uh, find ways to make those more available um, to reach consumers the most effective way. Um, a fifth area that's changing rapidly is audience targeting. And for a long time, uh, basically the key thing that we had to target audience was really to, to make sure that we are focusing on the keywords 
that are going to best target the intent of, of the consumer. Um, Google has now introduced ways to target uh, demographics. And understand that this will help to some degree. It is not developed to the extent that every ad will have access to that demographic data. As we've asked them, you know, to what extent this affects it, they've said maybe 30% of the roughly of the um, contact you might have this information available. So it's an opportunity perhaps to zero in on the you're most interested in attracting to your practice. And they have some aged uh, demographic data, in some cases, household income, sometimes that's by zip code, um, gender, and geography. And of course, geography they can zero in on much better. But you can put premium on those ads so that if someone is hitting your target, um, you're, you say, I'll be willing to pay a premium to reach those people and you're more likely to, to get them. And, and usually if you have a good feel for what your demographics are and the kind of patient you want back, the premium will be well worth it because you'll know you'll get a good return. You're zeroing in on the people that are most interested. Another opportunity with regards to, um, to targeting is to take these people who have searched and visited your site and reserve up to them some display ads that will hopefully attract them back to your website. Uh, remarketing is an opportunity where the search engines can track uh, or, or a service can track those people that came to your site but didn't convert. Now, typically, the conversion rate on a on a website will be two to three percent of people that will visit and contact you. You think about that other maybe seven percent of the people that visit, and some of those will be you and and your existing patients. But there are all people who are new that visit and and don't um, convert. And so if you can serve them up an, another display ad as they're searching elsewhere on the internet, they see that and it's a reminder, oh yeah, I visited that practice and, and hopefully bring them back to um, reach you again. And so that's an opportunity. Um, now, one of the, we usually have to use outside companies to do this because Google has some policies against remarketing people feel. Um, just due to privacy concerns. And so um, usually there are some other great services that will help do that and bring your presence back to those people again as they're searching elsewhere on the internet. Nice, very good. Um, a sixth area is the development of artificial intelligence and machine learning in search. And this is becoming uh, a growing area that's a number of areas with, as, as it relates to search and a great opportunity um, as that develops. Um, what we're finding in the search engines, for example, particularly with Google, um, is that that search engine optimization has grown much more sophisticated in how Google is ranking you for related words. So for example, 
you know, a couple, couple years ago, and particularly five or six years ago, you could optimize a page simply by getting lots of mentions of a specific keyword, like you're optimizing your um, dental implants page keyword was peppered through your copy numerous times. Um, and it just appeared a lot. And we covered stuffing where you just make sure it's on there a lot. Now, um, Google will look at the content of that page and, and more subtly be able to make associations uh, through that artificial intelligence of, intelligence of keywords that are related and focusing that content. It, it would um, look at those and, and then discern what that page is about. So one of the ways that we respond to that in terms of our content is to make sure that the content on a given page is focused about one content, one subject. And even though we may be using a variety of keywords to describe that, um, why we might have dental implants, teeth implants, um, dental implant, um, and, and a whole variety of keywords that will focus in that copy around that topic. Uh, but if we keep it focused on dental implants and don't introduce a lot of other things, that helps zero in that copy. It's also affecting pay-per-click opportunities. Um, there are increasingly sophisticated tools being developed that will um, figure out what is converting best and make decisions in terms of what, um, what are the right, the right um, um, things that will help convert the best. So this is affecting um, pay-per-click tools in terms of um, which keywords may be in a campaign best and serving those up or um, ads that are converting better or combinations of, of things that are helping to develop the best possible outcome for you. So um, I think that is a new frontier that is, is rapidly developing um, and opportunities to help, help you to get even more value out of the money you're investing in pay-per-click. Um, a seventh area that has changed quite a bit recently has been the persuasiveness and importance of video in search. And it has some importance in both um, conversion as well as in being found and in search. So one of the opportunities with video, of course, is the opportunity to, to be able to story and add some feeling to um, what people are learning about your practice on your website. So become much prominent, you see a lot more video being introduced into websites just because of its opportunity to, um, to really tell people about your practice and, and give them a feel for the personality of your practice. 
But there's also opportunity to optimize that video for sure for search. And with the increase in mobile, what we're seeing is that it's having some time the organic search results. So very often those videos will, a string of them will show things there will be a string of videos sometimes that'll show sometimes they'll show in the search results uh, in the organic results but sometimes above those so you can optimize those videos put them on YouTube and optimize them so that they will also show for search that could be an opportunity to also create more than you would have otherwise um, another important uh, area is the expansion of Google My Business and uh, what's happened with those local listings. Um, you may have recently received a, um, a notice that your Google Plus uh, page was going to be deleted um, if you haven't had any activity on it recently. Google's moving away from Google Plus, pretty much given up on it, and are starting to close those Google Plus listings down. Compensating for that, they've given us much more flexibility to be able to add content to your Google My Business listing, which is what shows up with the Google Maps. Um, you can put a description in there. In January, they announced that you could now post 30-second videos. We've had success uh, getting posted um, on Google listings this year, and sometimes even longer than 30, but um, they're uh, at least allowing us to add videos as well as photos. Um, another great opportunity for you is Google posts that are on your local listing in Google. Um, you can put a picture as well as an offer um, on those posts and they have two different kinds a coupon or an event and the event has a time frame on it usually about six months that you can um, put a special or or some kind of um, promotion office and because they allow those pictures with it it really pulls your eye into that offer uh, so that's a great opportunity for you as well um, one of the more recent additions has been the Q&A section. So if you haven't looked at your Google listing recently, you might want to do so um, because they have a place that people can actually go in and ask you questions and you can provide responses to them online. So it's a good idea on that uh, local listing if someone isn't doing that for you and make sure that uh, when there are questions there that you can respond to them and uh, get some response to uh, to your um, to new prospects that might be interested in what you have to offer. There's some very important changes that are occurring with regards to reviews, and um, here are some things that that you can do to respond to that. Um, Google, for example, is screening more of their reviews. We've seen doctors lose um, some reviews online uh, for various reasons. 
Um, one that's well known that's been the case for a while is if you have can, uh, your patients who are writing reviews and they're using your uh, IP address or your Wi-Fi, they'll see that there are multiple reviews coming from the same location and they'll pull those off. However, um, we've seen actively screening reviews and if they see anything that is contrary to their policies, then uh, they will sometimes um, disqualify those and pull them off. For example, um, it's against Google and Yelp policy for employees to write reviews. And that um, is common in a lot of offices. And we say, well, they're patients of the office too, but if they see that they're um, employees, they'll disqualify those. Now that can also help you if you have a former employee that um, tries to um, write a review about the practice, you can get those removed uh, because they're against Google policy. Um, but just be aware that Google's a little more vigilant and we've seen them remove reviews if consumers have written multiple reviews or if they're employees or um, just recently they said they were going to remove some very, very old reviews that don't have a name and just say a Google user. And so sometimes those have been pulled out. Most importantly, current reviews are critical in the research that we've seen. Um, consumers are looking for the star rating. They're looking for how many reviews that you have posted. And we feel like it's important to get up into that 100, 150 range of reviews and create that kind of credibility that we're beyond friends and family. And there are really a lot of people that really like this practice. Um, but in, in, in addition to that, they do look for recency. And they want to know that people who've come there in the last week or month or couple of months are as happy as the people that came two or three years ago. One of the things that's developed in a Yelp in the last year is their um, pretty firm policy about are not asking directly for reviews. So um, last fall, they made a policy that they were not gonna work with any review tools any longer and, and those have pretty well been removed uh, as an option on most review tools. So they don't want you to ask reviews, they hope that those will come naturally as people um, visit. Now, in a lot of areas of the country, um, um, Yelp is really not as much of a factor as it might be in others where it's well-developed. A um, little more developed on the West Coast, for example, than it is on the East Coast. However, it's still important to develop good reviews on Yelp in that Yelp reviews are, are um, show up in Yahoo and Bing, as well as Siri uh, it, with the iPhone. So they get more distribution than whether or not people actually go to Yelp. Uh, with Facebook, uh, a very recent change that's just occurred in the last month or two um, has been the moving away. So you may have noticed if you've gone on Facebook recently to write a review, 
that they don't give you the option to give the practice a star rating any longer. It's a simple question of would you recommend this practice? And so they're, for now, are keeping the star ratings that are there already um, opportunity to add to those reviews that have stars. So um, that's kind of changing the, the complexion of Facebook reviews quite a bit. Finally, it's important to remember that um, good content uh, moves people and uh, important to consider the things that you can do with regards to content. We're seeing a move towards, for example, longer service pages. We've gone through an evolution in the last five years of, you know, a lot of copy, very gray looking pages, adding a lot of visual content in the way of photos and videos and not as much copy. Now the trend is much more towards longer service pages that incorporate all of that copy as well as that visual content. So here are a few things that you can do. Think about uh, talking to your patients and what are the questions that they usually ask you when you come in for um, an appointment uh, and are considering a new service. What are some of those questions that they ask and are the ways of answering those questions or uncertainties right while they're on that page rather than making them look all over the website to find those answers. A good example of that are, um, is your smile gallery. Yeah, most websites have a smile gallery, right? And we have to go there to see those after photos and after photos or just after photos and go look for those testimonials. Why not include some of those on a service page? So if you have a, a service page that's talking about Seric crowns or is talking about porcelain veneers, why not show a, an after photo there with a brief two or three line testimonial under it that would help someone see what a difference it's made in someone else's life have that service and improve their smile. Um, another thing you can do is take that information that you've thought about in terms of questions that people ask and answer those right on the service page rather than taking them to another page to do that. So maybe down at the bottom of that page you might have an, even a frequently asked questions section that answers some of those uh, concerns that people might have. The more we can do to just make that information readily available right there while they're searching uh, without them having to click around, um, that can help us improve our conversion rate of people contacting us. Another often overlooked opportunity are very focused blog articles. Um, it's interesting to think about, um, we use those as a tool to help with search engine optimization. It brings the search engines back more frequently when they know that there's new content going on your site all the time. We've noticed recently though that some of those blog articles are actually attracting a significant amount of traffic when they are focused in a particular area. 
So if you think about unique areas of your press that might be particular interest, um, then maybe there's an opportunity to focus some very specific blog articles about that, that topic or service. Um, and sometimes Google will pick that up as part of a little information question and answer section that you'll sometimes see on uh, the search results. And if it answers a question, uh, it might get picked up in that um, information block and it's a ton of traffic. Not all of it will convert, but it does add credibility to your site from the search engines. And we're seeing in, in some cases, um, it's attracting an audience that's actually converting as well. So that's an opportunity um, beyond just routine blog articles, having some very focused and maybe a little more unusual subject that uh, other dental practices might not be addressing. So um, as you consider those 10 things, um, realize that entire process that we're going through to uh, reach new prospects that are interested in what we have to offer and being able to be found, to be contacted, and then converting those pages, looking at that whole process and tracking and using that information from that tracking to improve our marketing and to reach them even more effectively is going to effectively uh, grow your practice and help you to find new prospects for your practice profitably. So um, if I can be of any help in terms of answering questions that you might have, I know that that's something I'm glad to do, and, and here's my contact information where you can reach me easily. It's the one, it's the one thing, Lane, that I love that you do is that uh, you're very focused on the results of the marketing as you track what's actually happening rather than just sticking with, um, you know, what, what's worked in the past. I love that you're always looking at and tracking and then reviewing with your customers uh, how it's working and what's working. I think it's a really different approach when you look at how other marketing companies uh, work when you give them money. Uh, I just love, I've loved having these things that you share because they're so relevant and up to date because you're seeing them happen in the people that you work with. I mean, this is so relevant uh, and I love the action items that you gave. So a lot of great information today that I'm very well, grateful. Thank, thank you, Stu. Um, that, that tracking and analysis have been the key to um, being able to make it better uh, because we know what's happening on the back end, not just stopping there, as you've said, um, not just stopping it. Is it generating leads, but is it genuinely converting in the practice yeah. and uh, working effectively? Very good. Well, I encourage you to reach out to Lane. He's uh, he'll join us uh, as always at the annual event where you can meet with him or uh, connect with him with his contact information. Um, for those listening, uh, Lane can be called at eight seven seven three two two four 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 zero extension one hundred one, or you can send him an email at l anderson at prospectamarketing.com. 
and that is spelled P-R-O-S-P-E-C-T-A-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G, Prospecta Marketing. So uh, thank you, Lane. Unless there's anything uh, left to share, I think this is a good stopping point as uh, I appreciate you as always being with us. Thank you, Stu. It's great to be with you and hope this will be uh, very helpful and uh, helping Crown Council members improve their marketing. Thanks, Lane.